the Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Super Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Ado did say, come with me, Henry, to my team. Uh, and that's why we probably have two different moods of hosts on today's show. Nathan from Super Coach Guns, welcome to the show. Oh, wow. Uh, well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank First, you. Congratulations are in order. You did go with Henry Thornton, you cheeky bugger. Uh, he got 260. He was fantastic last night, I must say. Yeah, an amazing <laughs> round. Look, we discussed him on the pod um, in the lead up to um, round one when we were talking about the strikers. He had been in great form. We were discussing whether we thought he was going to be in the team, but we were saying it's it's too hard to ignore um, form. And he really showed some great form. Top scorer of the round by a good clear um, 80 points from Nathan Coulton Isle. A fabulous round by Henry Thornton. You might ask, why do I have Henry Thornton? I've been copping some shade off people who I posted my team to. Look, guys we all make changes based on what happens in the round. And after that first um, game, I realized that I needed to pump up my double game player numbers because I couldn't play Sean Abbott as a non-player. And I, I was resting on those laurels that if blah didn't come off on the bench, I'm happy to play Sean Abbott. Well, I wasn't because I was like, I'm behind the eight ball here. I was looking at scores of people I was in head to heads. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I need to get a double player in. Henry Thornton was my guy. Um, and what I got was a couple of extra dollars to be able to get Matt Wade up because I had no confidence in Jilks and I ended up playing Matty Wade instead of Jilks. So there were two great moves um, for me and I made those live um, to, you know, adjust to the things that were happening in the round. I know you made some light changes as well. I think you covered yourself from the Jilks, did you? Or did you mm. stay as um, in? Well, I, I did initially and then I saw Shadow Khan was batting at four and I'm like... I stuff this. I'm bringing. I'm bringing Shadow Khan in. We'll just hope Matthew Jukes can have a decent night with the bat. Sure enough, he scored a duck and only took a catch. And uh, yeah, he's probably not going to play tonight in the next round for the Thunder. Oh well, he's a bloody good chance. I mean, and he, he I trade him out if he, if he does. Oh, yeah, we'll oh, just bench man. him as you keep him. Just start English stuff for loop up there. Yeah, I wouldn't even bother playing Jukes even if he was playing on this double. Like I just. He's hopeless with the bat. He's not that good of a keeper, and he may only play one game this round. I'm not even going to bother setting yeah. up a loop for Matthew Jilks. He's just going to sit there. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather play use Matt Wade as a loop if you want. Yeah, you know, he's just exactly. a much more higher quality player. All right, well, yeah. uh, what did we both score for the round? I'll go first. I scored 1,250. Um, look, that's pretty good. Um, I'm in rank 645 for the year, but look, I didn't – I didn't escape everything. Yeah, I had a Henry Thornton. Um, I had Jilks, um, which I, I managed to avoid, but I wasn't able to avoid Stoyness. What the hell is going on there? This bloke was, I know he had COVID, but he should not have played either of those games. He didn't even field. No. And he just went out and he was not interested. Not not because he probably wasn't interested. He just wasn't capable. Yeah, like COVID fatigue is a real thing, Marcus Stoyness. You just don't risk it. 
you know. If you're not up to it, don't burden your team by not playing and not fielding. Like, he faced three balls in two games, zero runs, and didn't even field once. Uh, Riley Rossow was a massive fail. Um, You know, what a loser. He was absolutely wretched. Um, who else was there? I, I had a few couple of bad ones in there as well. So 1250 made me happy. Um, and it was on the back of some moves like getting Matty Wade up there. Cause I looks, that was what sort of pulled the trigger on me. I was like, maybe I'll just let Jilks ride. Um, but the, um, Sean Abbott gave me the extra double game player in Thornton and it allowed me to hold on to Wade instead of, you know, banking a lift for game uh, round two. Um, and it, it, you know, I pulled the right strings there, which is kind of happy. And it's always nice to have the top scorer of the round in your team. Um, what about yourself, score-wise? Um, I, I managed uh, a measly 997. And that was because I I, I really I had a shocker. You know, I, I had Matthew Jilks uh, in my team. I had Riley Rousseau in my team. I didn't have Henry Thornton. And I went Peter Siddle instead of Henry Thornton. And that was a 225-point difference for a measly 10 grand yeah. four days ago. Yeah. So, so that, I had a rough one. Yeah, that, that's how, how it goes sometimes. I mean, look, I had yeah. Siddle as well. He didn't even bowl in the second game. And and, and that leads us to this next um, talking point. What an absolutely bloody wild round. Even from that first game, I was sort of in damage control after that first game because – it was a low score. I mean, it was a great game to watch, but it was a pretty awful performance super coach wise. Um, yeah. And that last game of the round with the Thunder all out for 15. Yeah. Like that's, that was just, I'm, I'm still in shock to a degree. I had to watch the uh, KO mini this morning just to make sure it actually happened. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was incredible. I was in a, I was in a group chat with a bunch of Thunder fans last night and they were just, yeah, they were mouthing off. They were in shock and pure anger. I, I've never seen Wes Agar bowl so well, though. Yeah. Like, he was just nailing that line and length that you can't play. It was like first-class bowling. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. I've never, ever, ever seen anything like that. Just the fall of wickets, uh, you know, I mean, and the bowling too. I mean, they all look like Jaffa's every ball from Thornton and uh, where's Agar, but it was a bit of a wild round. So like in that event, um, if you managed to land, I mean, if people went, where's Agar, they would have been um, in good shape. He didn't really do anything in the first game, but um, you know, there was, it was a wild round. I think that kind of made it, you know, there's some people who landed on one of these good moves that are a couple of hundred points ahead of people who just didn't quite get one of those Thornton type things to pump them up. Um, oh, look, we, I made those changes. Yeah, yeah, Sean Abbott, I was, I was messaging you. I was like, do you think I could should do this Thornton move? You're like, yeah, it's not the bad, worst. Just be aware that you know Sean Abbott is a is a gun, and he scored the all game. All game, he was rubbish, and then he scored those three poles in the last. Over and I was like, "Oh God, I am going to yeah. regret this." Um, but I was it like, what about Dantia? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it worked out. Um, look, um, so I'm a couple of hundred points ahead of you. It's not so bad after round one, but does that kind of change your um thinking process for round two? Do you think now because you're off to a bit of a slower start, you're going to go hard now at this? I mean, after round three, we're into buys and stuff, so you can sort of recover. I would probably be after my good start going medium, I reckon, because I've got a good start. I can just play it smart and don't get too wild. Do you, do, has it changed your thought process because you've got a little bit of ground to make up? 
Yeah, I've trade boosted already. Um, so I, I've done four trades already. I've brought in Henry Thornton just because I feel like hey, cash cows, they can be any price. As long as you've got a big negative break even, you bring him in, they can make 50, 60K. And Henry Thornton's case, that gets me $260,000. So I brought in Henry Thornton plus he's all bloody well. Um, I brought in Andrew Tyre, AJ, AJ Tyre? I think it's Andrew Tyre, yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew Tyre, uh, Jai Richardson. And I brought in Paddy Dooley. One, because I didn't have enough. I need 85000 left over after going so hard there. And two, you know, I can set up a nice bench loop with uh, Naveed from the Sixers and Dooley. And I only have to play one of them. Plus, they're both bowling pretty well right now. So I yeah. think that was the right move. Um. So we'll talk about targets, I think, from the Scorchers. We'll talk about the ones that you're missing there. And um, we'll discuss the one. We'll discuss the players that we like, dislike, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, I, I was just interested to see whether you would go harder because you've um, – I mean, I've contemplated a boost. Um, if it meant that, like, I kind of needed that extra player to get three and a half players, you know what I mean? Like three guns and yeah. a half. You know, I'm in a position where I own Matt Short, who was sensational in round one. I own Henry Thornton, who was sensational in round one. I own Rashid Khan, who was sensational in round one. Now, technically, I could sell all of those, but wouldn't that be strange if you're bringing in Thornton and I'm selling Thornton, just taking my little yeah. cash prize? I actually think, um, in a weird way, I'm, I'm I'm more tempted to sell a Rashid. <laughs> Is that weird? Oh, no, because I've just sold him for Henry Thornton. I'm like, he's got 100 break-even. He's probably... Look, it's a risk, but I, I question how much damage he can do to me uh, in one game. Whereas Henry Thornton, he's making money. Plus, if Rashid gets like a 40 or a 50, he loses 20 grand. If Henry Thornton gets 20 or 30, he goes up 40 grand, you know. The the price rise is the is the key thing for me because that gets me an extra 60000 70000 just from doing a measly little trade. So... Mm. I'm sort of like Henry Thornton's going to get me cash and possibly more points because he's bowling some serious heat right now. And I just don't know like where it's come from. He was solid last year, but nothing like this. Yeah. All right. I'm going to pause because the dog's just going mental. I think someone's delivering a parcel. So I'll pause it. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's going to be a hard decision because I've got like three. One, I was relying on selling one of or, or two of my um uh, strikers players, you know, and I, I've got no problem selling Siddle, but I if I sold Matt Short or Henry Thornton at the moment in that form, look, Matt Short, we answered the question, which to everyone who said I don't think Matt Short's going to bowl. He was bowling, taking poles, and he was in uh, knee deep into that game. You know, he he's an absolute player in their um, team role wise, and you got to have him, I reckon. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like for someone who he has such a high floor, I think that's really important. And I was reflecting on this this round that a high floor is so important uh, for super coach players, like particularly when you know you're one off all or nothing bats, like sting you twice in a round, you really feel the pinch and you're going to go for your high full players. And that's what your all-rounders bring and your very economical bowlers bring. And that's that's sort of what I've tilted my team towards this round, stuffing all these one-off bats. I've only got Alex Hales as my only guy who just does batting. Yeah, know? it is. I mean, that's uh, the, the um, criticism of spending all that money on faff. 
because he's a bat yeah. only. Um, so it is something to think about. Um, look, let's have a look at the round that was um, the top scorers. Um, we'll just go quickly through the list and see if anything in there um, surprises. So we'll also look at some of the the fails um, based on ownership. Um, look, the number one score scorer for the round was Henry Thornton, 1.7%. I was one of those lucky people that had him. 260 points was sensational. Nathan Coulton-Isle, who I talked up um, all in the preseason, we were worried about um, his durability, whether he would um, make both of the games, 7.9%, which is pretty nice ownership. I decided to go with Faruqi, who was just behind him um, on 8.1% and, and finished with 184 points. He was sensational, wasn't he? Yeah, Faruqi was outstanding. I mean, I, I can't see yeah, I love the karate kick. I don't. I can't see him going out of that team. I reckon he's like their best bowler. And well, Sandy, yeah, no. pretty good too. He's on the list. Um, yeah. there with the one sixty nine, three point two percent took a a punt on Sandu, um, which it surprises me. I mean, Thornton one point seven. I would have thought um people would go him more than they'd go Sandu, maybe because he's got um back to back doubles. But that's a nice little um smoky pick. Yeah, no, he's. He was uh, Sandu was rather impressive. I I remembered he was solid last year. I didn't realize he he looks like he's improved again off last year. And just on Faruqi, he's dead set magician. Like he was unplayable in both games, really. Yeah. And you know, I think he's one you can just bang on for the rest of the season. Yep. Um, Matt Short, as expected by us, um, 37.6%. His ownership was pretty high, but that's 63% of people that decided to go a different way. Um, And Matt Short's over 200K now, 180 points over the round, scored well in both games. Um, He was a... You know, to me, he was a no-brainer. Um, Joe Clark was in sixth spot there with 162 points. People would have been worried after game one, but he scored a ton in game two. Oh, man. After I'd faded him all preseason, he went out and did a, an absolute start of the first game. And I was like, well, I'm looking pretty good right now. Mm. And sure enough, as Supercoach does to you, he comes out and scores a ton. And you're like, oh, what have I done? I've just told... You know, a bunch of people that Joe Clark's a dead set trap and he's just scored a ton. I've got some answering to do the next day. Yeah. And look, we talk about um, ownership that can sting. He was 25.6% owned. And I that was the only head-to-head I lost in the week was somebody that had Joe Clark. So that was the difference. Um, Adam Zampa, I think he was just an absolute must-have in the form that he was in and being the captain of the Stars. He was quite good in, in both of those games. Nearly half of the people in the game owned him. Scored 159. Dan Sams, um, 128. Uh Look, I went him for captain, but I think because uh, I looped him, um, look, everyone else would have gone Rashid. You either you either stayed on Sam's or you probably went Rashid. Um, maybe some people. I know I was we were in a chat. I think one person in the chat went um the Matt Short captain. Well yeah. done. They finished on a good score, but at least Sam's outscored Rashid Khan. Yeah, look, and that's only really because Rashid didn't need to bowl. Um his, Sam's bowling was quite good. Mm. Um, they used to be more of a proper all-rounder kind of role with the ball, you know. He's bowling that middle overs. He's just bunting it into the wicket, really hard to score or runs off. He's not really a death, bowl, death bowler because mm. he just wasn't – in the previous seasons, he was going for 10 and over. Um, his batting was a bit oh, not rubbish, great, but then oh, – Shit. But – 
you know, Hopefully he comes 120 in. and then 15. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, look, um, that that was a bankable score, I guess, for um, a VC loop. Uh, you know, you, you, you just take the points on the board is the way I play the game. Nick Madsen was fantastic for the round in a single game, 122. Um, Hussein, he was somebody that I feel like he might have got away. He's still only 124,000. He looked superb. Yeah, no, he was really good. Um, they couldn't really play him. Yeah. It gives me a lot of confidence with Ashton Agar because they're very similar bowls. Mm. And it sort of, it was holding up a little bit. I get it, they're probably not going to play at that ground, but a lot of these uh, pitches, they've been holding up a little bit. And so I think that's really going to play into Ashton Agar's uh, style of bowling, which we'll get to later. Yeah, and look, not much else to mention. Uh, we, that's the top 10 for scores in the the first round. It was interesting. Only two players in there that were, were non-double players, um, you know, and 1.9% for Maddinson and one3 for Hussain. So I think well done to those people who did it. Bo Webster, um, he was the cheapy Larkin, Webster. I went with the opener. What was his bloody name? He did okay. Rogers. Yeah, you got yeah. seventy odd points, um, but Bo Webster was really good in that round. I think because there was no Stoin, you know, and, and who could have predicted that that he was going to get a better role? But um, you know, yeah. it was seven point one percent people went him, um, and well done, Wes Agar. Nothing in game one, but he was sensational in that absolute you know mind bending bowling display um, last night. Trent Bolt. Um, probably a bit under what I would have thought he'd get for the two games. But, you know, if you're getting 100 points, I mean, look, him and Rashid bowled one game and finished on 102. So it could be worse. That's just how weird the round was. You know, people who were like, um, no, I'm not going to loop Sam's, um, you know, I'm going to ride Rashid. You would have been supremely confident after, you know, Sam's got out and his scoring was done for that game. Um, you were like, Rashid's going to clean up here and he's going to easily be the better captain choice. But who could have predicted it, eh? Um, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, let's have a look at um, some of the big ownership flops that we should probably mention. Um, the number one that comes to mind for me is Josh Philippi, 46.5 all through the preseason. We were like, it's not the move. Um, yes, he can hurt you. And he... he he could have hurt you, but he didn't. It was 26 points. He's lost only 7K. So do you think it's, I mean, is he a candidate now if you wanted to sell to one of those expensive scorches for this week and just accept what you did was wrong? Or now do you think you just ride him? I, I think you're riding. When you own Philippi, he's more of a set and forget player, you know, because everyone's going to own Josh Philippi at some point this season. Let's not, get, let's not beat around the bush there. You know, everyone's going to own him. So you may as well just hold on to him. He's a good keeper uh, option. He probably means that you don't have to play Matthew Jukes because a lot of people went him and, uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, Darcy Short, 36.7% owned. I think logically he's opening the batting, um, you know, and did he bowl? No. Nah. No bowling. Um, 15 points for him. Um you know, he would be somebody I'd be happy to sell. I know uh, you. he's got a great role, but uh, um, a great role if he bowls. He is opening. You're paying for an opener. Um, and he's lost 8K um, after this round as well. Will Sutherland with three points. Um, you know, McDermott, probably the biggest ones that stick out to me, 31.3% uh, owed McDermott for 17. So 
whoever went those expensive keepers um, flopped. I think the, the keeper of the round was was Joe Clark, thanks to that century, the one to go with. Yeah, like, you know, you, you, yeah, I, I'm lost for words. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Colin de Granholm, your man. He was bowling plenty and had a good batting role in the team, but only finished with 52 after the two rounds. How you, you do have Colin? Uh, yeah, I've sold him because I needed the money to, you know, bring all these scorches. But I can say confidently I was right about the role. I, it was pretty good. It's just that he came in at the wrong time in the first game and didn't get to bowl in the second game, you know. And that was just a um, reflection of the wacky round that it was. Um, if you're looking maybe later on down the track, you know, if he gains a bit of form back, um He's got a good role, you know. He's batting five. Um, he will. Yeah. Well, but it will work on some pitches. It will work, and that's the scary thing that he can bowl 110 kilometers an hour, <laughs> and that it's actually good going to take wickets at some oh, point. Yeah, it didn't look any good to me with bat or ball. Um, look, there's nothing else really odd in there. Um, yeah, Dan Christian surprised me that he was 15.1% owned, fish with a 13. Um, Sanger was someone that was probably disappointing for a double player. 15.8% of people went him. Um, look, there was nothing else in there that was too surprising. Shout up Karma was a bit disappointing at 12.1%. Um, you know, so, and you, he, you decided to go him instead of Wade. So it was probably, yeah. and you, and you ended up getting jilks. So, but look, you know, when I would have probably, you know, I, I probably missed it. I think I was on the beers at the pub. Um, you know, so I was, I wasn't taking everything in, uh, in the, uh, hurricanes game. So, you know, um, look, that's the round that was, um, probably, you know, it's, it's the Henry's and knots, you know, whoever managed to get them or who went with the Nathan Coulton Isle, these sort of, I mean, Henry's 2%, you know, or Nathan Coulton Isle's like right on that 10%. So that was probably what made the round. Um, let's have a look into the um, round two scorches versus thunder. Is there any news um, to talk about? Um, look, number one for me is Jai Richardson. Um, look, I was, uh, thanks to Honeyball BBL who had given, given us um, notes from the WA training and stuff. Jai said he'd felt sore after, you know, practice bowling, but then it calmed down after 24 hours and he's raring to go. Does that sound good to to you on Jai Richardson? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. And in which case, I think you've got to own Jai. Like, he's not worth 150. He's probably, I think last year, even though he didn't play a game, he started the season price at $210,000 which is a reflection of just how good he actually is. And people would have forgotten that. Mm. Um, you do need to own Jai this season. Yeah, look, um, what I will say is he is under an injury cloud. Um, but if you got burnt by Henry Thornton this week, you should own Jai. You know, because he is an absolute beautiful bowler like that. He's going to get nibbles off the deck and he's going to get edges. Um, he's he, That's the kind of bowler he is. Um, I just hope that he's fit enough to last both of the games. But we're going to talk about um, who are our top targets. He is somebody that I will bring into my team. I'll bring him in first. I already have Ty stashed on my bench from last round. Um, and I'm not going to be going into a Scorchers double without Jai Richardson. Um Jilks, <laughs> he may not even make the team. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't think he will. Like he was just outright awful. He's not as he's not even their best glove in their squad. He's only in their bookies. 
uh, batting. And then they say, you know what, just have a keep. We don't really want to play two questionable batsmen. You may, they may as well just play Holt at like seven, drop Oliver Davies and put Sam Whiteman at the opening spot. And, you know, you bat Holt at seven. He can do – his glove work is very good. He's the New South Wales keeper. Mm. So I think that's just the play. I think that's what they'll do. Uh, I wouldn't, but there's not much point selling Jilks. Just use him as enough. On just let him sit on your bench keeper spot for the time being. Yeah. I mean, look, that's the thing about Jilks is I'm not going to be – I'm not looking at him as a play. I'm not at all. No. Um, so no. this week I'm essentially going in and playing it with that one less double game round player because, look, he may come out and just, you know, like he had two bad games there out for Ducks. He's, he's due to hit back, isn't he? Like, you know, maybe they just stick with him and he comes in and, and plunders it, but they were just too bloody. It's like he's lacing it to the fielders. Yeah, you, can, you can't not make changes after being bowled out for 15. There yeah. will be changes. I, I suspect some of which we're not going to like. We could lose Rousseau. I don't know. I hope not because he's their international. They really shouldn't drop him after two games. But, you know, anything is on the table. No one's spots really secure outside of the captain and maybe Daniel Sands and Faruqi. Yeah, I think maybe McAndrew could come in. He, he they. I think he should. Yeah, they've got a long tail, and I think he's got a bit more with the bat. Um, Scorchers, do you think that Hatsaglu is going to get picked in that team? He's probably a price point-wise, um, a good price point for people. Um, and I don't mind a bit of a spinner under 100K. Yeah, I think particularly with the way that the pitchers have been behaving, um, if you need someone just on the fringe of $100,000 and Aaron Hardy doesn't get that Mitch Marsh role, I think you do go with uh, – you go with – Uh, T10 league, Abu Dhabi T10 league. Um, he was very economical, took a bunch of wickets. I really like what he's been doing. So I think there's better, there's worse choices than Peter had to glue this round. Yeah, I think if you end up with enough money at the end of it, I kind of prefer him to Hardy. Just be, unless, you know, we get some mail that Hardy's going to bowl. I just don't think he's going to bat or bowl enough. And you just think that at least um, there's three overs in there for Hatsaglu and a chance, more of a chance with the kind of bowler he is, the awkward thing he is um, to get a wicket. Let's talk about the main targets um, that there are. We, t- we discussed Jai Richardson, which we both green-lighted. I think, um, look... You know, Stoinis looked like an absolute slam dunk. We're going to obviously continue to hold him, aren't we? Because he was just yeah. worth no money. And look, Stoin was unwell. So we expect once he yeah. recovers, he's going to come out and be what we think he can be. Um, you know, our targets for this um, round two, we think that Jai's going to be okay. So I think, you know, he's worth a punt because he, you're damned if you don't, I think, yeah. on him. Um, Faf. 180k. Um, I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to sell um Thornton now, and I don't want to sell Matt Short. So my funds that I kind of have don't allow me a 180k. Could yeah. you just go Lith instead? Are you in 100k? Uh yeah. Look, maybe it's because I got burnt by three top order batsmen last round who all failed the double game rounds. So but I'm not touching any pure batsman for a little while. Put it that way. So I'm not going near life. I'm not going near fat. If one of them goes off, fair credit to them. Um, but no, I want bowlers. I want bowlers. It's round one time. This, this was a bowler-dominated tournament. I want Ty. I want Jai Richardson. I want Ashton Agar. You know, yeah. I want their three best bowlers. 
Yeah, well, that's really interesting. I think we could probably rank them. Um, look, for me, I think um, Jai is number one. I have Andrew Ty. Um, I stashed him. I would have been Jai because he was my number one target, but I was just a little – it would have smarter because I knew I was going to have Ty. Um, so I wanted to have the, you know, wait, wait and get the news on Jai Richardson. So I stashed Ty. So that's probably one and two. Um, you know, I think I've got Inglis already. He's got to be one in there on value. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I probably think maybe Lith or, or, um, Faf have got to be in my top five just because people that can hurt you in the round. And then, you know, I don't know why I'm so anti Ashton Agar, but tell me, sell me into Ashton Agar. Okay, so if we have a look back um, to the, the last few games, spin outside of the Adelaide Strikers bowling innings last night, spin has been prominent in this round. Like Paddy Dooley scored 52 bowling, you know, left arm nudie spinners. And that Akil Hussain got three for doing the same thing. Is Harold Harkner the kid that's like my age? He, he took... No, he didn't do much at all, and he got two wickets. You know, he bowled a ride, but it's just awkward. The pitches, pitches are really awkward. And I heard someone discuss it in a group chat that we we're in that it's because of the mass rainy rain that's been coming down. The curators haven't been able to properly tend to the pitch, and spinners, as a result, are getting more purchase out of the wickets. So, Ashenaga is a great exponent of conditions. Plus, he bats at seven, and their batting lineup is a little bit shakier than what we thought it was going to be coming into this season too. So he may get a bat and he will bowl his four overs every game. And he's a class act. All right. Well, you've sold me. Uh, all right. So Jai Richardson, Andrew Ty, um, Ashton Anger. I reckon that's probably their top three. Any other bowlers? I mean, uh, I'm not going to green light um, Hardy. I just don't think that he's 10.6% owned currently. Um, I just, I'm not going to go there for a hundred K. I would I would personally prefer to go Lith than Hardy because they've got at least an opener. It's a good role. And yeah, we're you're relying on a batter, but he is an attacking bat. He is gonna open. Where what what's Lith uh, at currently? Where he's is a, um ownership. Oh, he's only um, one point six. You know, so um that's pretty juicy. Faf's up to three point eight. Um Berendorf four point five. I don't know if I'm keen on yeah. Berendorf. Um I I'm all right with Berendorf. I think He's the perfect mix of secure role, no fitness issues, and affordable. You know, he's 122000 Very easy to get him in. Um, I don't know. Like, he's going to be good. He was he was not great last year, and he should bounce back from that. Um, he, 122000 he Yeah, he can get as many wickets as he would have all. Yeah, I mean, uh, the last name I guess I'll mention. Susceptible matchups, I think, this round. Yeah. Um, last one I want to mention is Bancroft. I mean, the role looks like it's going to be decent enough. Is he going to come in at three for them? It looks like 91,000, and he's that valuable bat keep um, role. He's been in good form. Yeah. Look, if, you have, if, you're, if you're pretty happy with your strikers that you own, you haven't got many stars, and the Thunder you own are good, and like you could probably just do jilks to Bancroft, in all honesty, if you've got the team composition to do so. I mm. think if Bancroft does bat at three, I think it's just a solid call to do that. Um, for my sake, I hope that Aaron Hardy bats at three and gets the Mitch Marsh role. But if he doesn't, he doesn't, you know. Cameron Bancroft probably deserves it on form alone. 
Yeah, I mean, those are probably the only ones that interest me. I think if Hatsaglu's named, you could take a little punt on him. He's 6.5, so people like him um, as a pick. I haven't even made my trades yet into my team, so I'm going to have to have a look at the funds and what I'm willing to do. I will sell Siddle. I'm going to try to hold uh, Thornton and Matt Short. I'm, I'm officially on the podcast saying I'm willing to sell Rashid Khan. Am I crazy? I don't know. I don't think you are. I think it's a fair call. Like, he's going to lose a bit of money. Um, Henry Thornton's going to go up a lot of money. You know, Matthew Short seems like a set and forget for the season. It, I think you're best to take advantage of um, Rashid Khan's high break even. Sell off that, let him drop to, say, 170, 160, and then bring him back in for Daniel Sam's next round. It's only one round, but I'm not going to own him for Yeah, it just gets me the funds to be able to get every score trial. I already have Ty... Um, you know, I could get Jai Richardson and Ashton Agar, and I've got um, Inglis already. I think that's a nice pile of scorches to run into round two with. Um, so sell candidates in your teams. Let's rattle through some of the ones that we think you can sell. Um, I think you can sell Siddle. I mentioned him. Look, Siddle was fine enough in that first game. He balled death and didn't get wickets. I was expecting some junk for Siddle. That's his specialty. Um, but he only finished on the 35-odd points. There was no bowling in the second. Um, I think on um, funds-wise, you know, worth 134000 he's a sell. Um can you sell Zampi? He was pretty good in that first game, but he is a star. I think he's gone up a little bit, 122K. You know, if you've only, I think he's a good one to get you to, um, you know, the price points that you need to get players. He's just, at least he's trended upwards, and I think you can sell him. That's why I think you sell him instead of um, Stoyne, because Stoyne's worth nothing. He's worth 69000 now. Um, who else do we think is a candidate to sell? Um Shade. You think Rashid? Oh, well, look, I'm, I just floated it. I think there's enough money in him without there being, you know, a massive need for him to bowl. Uh, well, he'll bowl his four overs every game. Uh, that's worded wrong on my part. But he's not going to defend a total every game, you know. His first, he's always good defending a total. And in a single game round, where you, you just don't know what he's going to do. Um, I, I think... You can probably do without him for a round and then you say, right, I'm already penciling this in. It's Daniel Sams to Rashid Khan next round. Yeah. Um, look, Chris Lynn was pretty okay, I guess, as a choice. We had no confidence in him, but he did okay. I would sell him happily. Look, you said hold, Philippi, and I kind of agree. He's a build your season around kind of player. What about um, McDermott? Um, uh, McDermott at 198 can get you two yeah. good scorches, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'd sell because he's got a buy round five. He's got a double in round eight. So it's a long time away. You're like, right, okay. My uh, fly didn't pay off. Uh, that's all right. He's 200000 I'll cash him out. We will invest that money and spread it across my squad evenly. So, yeah, I think he's a sell. Yeah, I think at his value, you just kind of realize you made a mistake. Um, and if he'd have come out and scored a 75 and sort of stopped, you know, the bleed of money, um, but he scored a 17, you know, so it's just one of those ones which you probably want to cut. Um, Trent Bolt was solid, 175. He's perfect. Straight across to Jai, Trent Bolt. Um, who else? I think um, there's probably a value. Joe Clark's a perfect sell because he did well in the round, 167,000. I love these ones that did well in the first round to make the finances better in the second round. Um, DeGrand home, I'd sell him. 
absolutely. Um, that's probably some sell candidates for me. I, I'm going to think about um, which striker to sell. Comment in the on the post if who I should sell out of uh, Matt Short, uh, Thornton, or Rashid Khan. It seems crazy to sell Rashid Khan, but I, you know, let's let's do it, eh? Just to get the funds that I need. Um, let's move on um, to the questions. I, I don't know if you have any questions, but I open it up. I'll go and jump in and have a look at what I've got for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, might have forgotten to. That's all right. Well, uh, we'll, for yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go and have a look at the questions I got. Um, let's have a look. Is Kuderman a good? Uh, is Kuderman or Baisley a good pickup? Um, early in round two, I'd probably do it for yeah. round three. Kuderman was good. Yeah, Kuderman was good. Um, as I said, spin, spin to win early on oh. at least. Yeah, so you don't mind it? I don't mind it. I think I'd go. Um, He's only 88,000 as well. So it's not like you're breaking the bank either. So I I like it. Um, Oh, it's the best second picks is what he's asked. I mean, I think that's round two. We've we've gone through that. Um, Which three to pick for the double game round out of Faf, Agar, Ty, Richardson or Hardy? We talked about that as well. So um, I think that's probably cleared it out. For yeah, question. I think so. Yeah, I mean, look, I've got nothing else in here, so no one. Obviously, <laughs> everyone's in the top one hundred, and they're doing well for Super Coach. Um, let's have a look at the most traded in and out. Um, let's see whether there's anything in there that seems odd to us. The most traded out player is Trent Bolder, ten point nine percent. Makes sense to you? Yeah, I think so. Like, what, what do you get from Trent Bold by owning him? Like, he's he's hundred eighty thousand, isn't he? So still, yeah. 175,000. Yes. So move him now. They're into the buy. Yeah, agreed. Um, Stoyness at 10.1%. I don't know. He's worth 69,000. You just selling a cheapie? Yeah, I wouldn't sell him. I definitely wouldn't sell him because there's just no point. Plus, he's got that flexibility. It'll help with bench loops this round. And I would just be bench looping him in until he, get, he gains some trust back from his owners because he's meant to have a good role. Um, and once the COVID fatigue's gone, you know, he should be right to go. Yeah. I just, once I've got these cheap pieces, unless I've got a little bit of leftover funds, like 40,000 or 50,000 that can get me to a, a player that I want. Um, what's the point of selling? They have no value. Um, Zampa. Yes, that makes sense. 6.5% of people selling them. Um, Joe Clark. Oh, that tunny. And they saved the day. 14K Joe Clark made. So he's a piece that you can move on um, into the next round. Siddle, um, 3.1%. I'll be selling Sids. Colin to Grand Home, um, 2.9%. Ben Cutting, um, people are getting rid of him. I mean, look, if Jilks does get the punt, um, and let's say they don't okay. go Whiteman, maybe they go Holt. And I reckon Cutting could go and open. Yeah, I think so too. It also gives him another bowling option. Uh, it means that they don't, you know, maybe it's not what they're really looking for, but hey, it gives them another, uh, like a pinch hitter sort of thing. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, they, they bowled out for 15, so there could be some changes and he could just come on in and um, be the opener. Um, look, number eight on the list is Darcy Short, um, 2.2%. The no bowling is probably a concern. Um, yeah. The opening bat is probably a good one. I think everyone was like, they're the dark horse for the tournament. They they were definitely off to a slow start, weren't they? Oh, I'm yeah, look, wait. Yeah, they weren't great. They weren't great at all. Mm. 
Uh, Luke Wood. Oh, he did all right in the second game, Luke Wood. I thought he was an absolute dunce after the first game, but he came came okay. 112,000, he made some money. He, he was he was pretty solid against the Hurricanes. I think yeah. he's uh he's better off in the second innings than the first innings. I think is what yeah. I can take away from that. Yeah. Um. Two percent in in tenth spot is Rashid Khan. Lost seven thousand. Um. So there you go. That answers it. People are moving on Rashid. Look, you go where the form goes. You know, uh, not that Rashid, but he's just so consistent. He's kind of like Sean Abbott. You just know what you're going to get. Um. Trade it in. Um, let's have a look. Number one on the list traded in is Baruki. Yeah, that's fair. Like I will, I think for one hundred and thirty-two thousand, for yeah. someone who's absolutely calming up right now, you've got to own him, particularly when they've got a double. Like you just you need Faruqi. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking. Um, you know, who are your top um, targets? We didn't mention Thunder players because we kind of assumed everyone already had the Thunder players that they want. If you didn't own Faruqi, I would be getting him in. Um, He's still quite affordable. Um, I would prefer to get Faruqi to um, Berendor, who we discussed around that price point. Uh, Number two on the list is Ashton Agar. Um, Handy jewel, um, 160K. You know, that sort of says to me he did well last year. Um, I like the role. I, I, this was the same reason why I liked um, Nathan Coulter Nile. Um, it's a good role. Uh, you're batting at seven with a little bit of handiness. You know, Coulter Nile came in and tonked some runs at the end. Exactly what I thought he was going to do. Took some wickets. Yeah. Um, look, he's 8.1% traded in, 160K. I think it makes sense to me. I think what we said is you, you aim for bowlers um, rather than batters. Um, if you were choosing between Ashton Agar and Faf, you would absolutely choose Ashton Agar. Not one-dimensional. That's why I choose Ashton Agar. I think the bowling, it, as I said a few times this podcast, you know, you want the players with high floors. And Ashton Agar, I can't see him scoring below 40 in each game. Like, he's he's so involved. He could take a catch. He could take a wicket. He could score 10, 15, maybe even 20 runs if you're lucky. And he just accumulates points. And that's the sort of players you want in double game rounds. All right. I, I like it. Um, Jai Richardson, 6.7%. I think he's a must-have if he's good to go. Josh Inglis, maybe that's who people are selling um, Stoin to or something. Uh, Josh yeah. Inglis, people are bringing him in. Um, Naveed, oh, he was he was good. I, he was a good Yeah. I, look, I wanted to keep um, 30000 in the bank Um ready for these trades this week. So I yeah. stayed with um, Connolly. Um, but I was tempted to go Naveed uh, once I saw that he was picked and he looked yeah. good to me. I've gone. I went Naveed. I, put, I just chucked him on the bench. I was like, he makes some money. Plus, he's a sixer. I'll enjoy watching. He was really good. The interesting thing is that Naveen Al-Hark from Afghanistan, he's joined the Sixers as a replacement player for Chris Jordan. He's eligible to play tonight. So how that works, I don't know. Mm. Um, I suspect Ben Dwarshus is on the chopping block, though. Mm, he was bowling pies, yeah, wasn't he? because Naveed is clearly – it's Naveed for the win, you know? Yeah, he looked Naveed really good. Naveed for speed. Uh, look, number six on the list is Faf, um, 180000 He is expensive, but, you know, that's there was no danger. I mean, we all had Stoin and we all played Stoin. Um, if you've got a 180k there and he cops a couple of goldens, you're in all sorts. But look, Faf is a class act, in my opinion. Um, and I don't mind, I don't mind it. Yeah, well, I would have said Alex Hales is a class act with the bat too, and 
you know, here we are. It, yeah. it just shows the volatility, you know. If Alex Hales fails twice in one round, you know, it just it does give you a bit of a wake-up call. So, look, if you've got excess funds, I think FAF's worth a shot. Um, but I am nervous, but that's just because I got burnt and I'm probably going to get burnt because FAF's going to do really well. So, basically, just do the opposite of what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I mean, look, he'd, be in the, he'd be in my top five choices, I guess, but I'd probably get the bowlers first. And then if you're, you know, if you if you already own a tie and you're bringing in three people, Faf could be one of them. Um, Andrew Ty, um, he's seventh on the list, 4.1% of people. I think he's probably, oh, you know, the number two choice bowler. Um, next to Jai. I reckon it's him. If I was choosing between um, Agar and Ty, I'd probably pick um, Ty. That's, that's just me personally. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's fair because his death bowling is so important to Super Coach as well. Yeah, and it's it's, that's it. it's the death bowling stuff. Um, Aaron Hardy, 3.9. I'm not going to go there. Um, look, if I see at the toss that he's named at three, maybe I'll change my mind. Um, Lith. At 3.7, I don't mind. Uh, look, I kind of think if you're going to take a punt on a batter, 100K is a lot easier. And maybe funds-wise that works for you instead of taking a big lash on a, on a 180K faff. You can take a punt on Lith. And I think they opened together in a previous tournament. Lith was better than faff, figures-wise. Yeah. I, I think it was the 100. And yeah. Lith was pretty good, you know. He... He averaged, I think, mid-50s in both the 100 and the T20 Blast this year. Yeah. Um, good ceiling. He didn't really fail that often. He's usually good for 20, 30 runs and innings. Yeah. So I think unless it's the English batter syndrome, which is a common thing, mm. um, that's the only thing that's probably making me a little bit hesitant. But he's 105,000. If you're not a Rousseau owner, I think he's your perfect bench loop candidate. Yeah, and they're playing this first game in WA. Yeah. I think that some of the characteristics of bounce on the, are there at the new stadium as well. So that could be something that is hard to adjust for the Englishman. Um, number 10 on the list is Jason Barendorf, um, 3.1%. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. He's not on my plans. Um, but look, you could do it worse. He, you know, I just don't think he's going to set the world alight. No, I think he's a safe, you know, 80 to 100 I think he's good for 40 in forty to 50 in each game. I don't think he's got the high ceiling, you know, 90 to 100-point games in him. But I think across the double game round, he's not going to burn you. He's probably good for 80 to 100, in my opinion. Yeah, see, now this is what I wanted to point out to listeners is oh, some people have sent me through their trades for this round. They're like, oh, I'm going to sell um, Stoyness, I'm going to sell Jilks, and I'm going to bring in um, Hardy, and I'm going to bring in... Um, the spinner, who what's his name? Hats yeah. of glue. You know, you're you're moving small pieces and bringing in small pieces. You don't. You've got to make courageous moves and you've got to get in some of the good players. So if it means that you've got to sell a Rashid Khan, sell him. Do it as a transactional move. You know, sometimes you've got to have the courage to just move a big piece. It's like chess. You can't just move all your pawns all the time. You can if you want to, and you could probably go and ma- imagine if. You know, you, you grab yourself a hats of glue and he takes four poles and you're just a genius. But generally speaking, if you go in without these Jai Richardsons, these Andrew Ties, these guys in the mid 150s, um, you know, you're you're on the back foot. I mean, going against one of those quality players. So, you know, you can, if those people sending me through those three cheap players for three cheap players, 
They don't already have Jai Richardson and Andrew Ty in their team. They don't already have Ashton Agar. So to me, I would say to those people, just maybe even if you bring in two of those cheaper ones and one expensive one, you have to move an expensive piece sometimes. Yeah, no, I think that's right. You can't just do uh, – it's sort of like in trading the small players for small players. It's sort of like, you know, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You know, it's just not – like, you just don't take the risk. Unless they're a proven cheapy, you know, I would much rather bring in a Naveed or a, a Paddy Dooley or a, a Matt Kuhneman, someone who's actually proven – in round one, that they can take wickets and perform. That's how you. That's how you do small cheapy trades. Yeah, not this way of yep. bringing unknowns. Yep. Um. Look, I think for me, I already have Inglis. I already have Ty. So it's going to be probably Jai Richardson, Ashton Agar, and whatever I've got left. I think I'm going to yeah. go all scorches. Um, I'm going to probably activate a boost next round. Um, and bring in four heat. Um, that's how I'm going to do it. Um, a good plan. I think so. Um, I'm only boosting this round because I'm a bit behind. Mm. Um, and it's basically just boosting for Henry Thornton. I think it's really important in my opinion, but um, mm. others will look at it differently depending on their team structure. Radio, Lock him in. You're locking in uh, Thornton. Um, some people, you know, if you're playing devil's advocate, are like, you're chasing. Um, but... If he goes out and scores a 50 this round, he, he, what's his break, break even? He's still going to make money, isn't he? Yeah, his break even is negative 58. So just off the top of my head, he'd go up $25,000 roughly, yep. even if he did score 50. So I, I, look, you could accuse me of chasing points, but um, when you when you take nine wickets in the first two games of the season, um, I'm just going off form at this point, and the form is too good to ignore. Yeah, I mean, when they've got the hot hands, you just, you know, it's like when Hale started to go off on his run, you jump on him. You just, you know, it's a game that you can't be prideful in sometimes. Um, if you, if someone's got the hot hands, just jump on them. Um, you, so you have Ashton Agar in your team. Yep. I had him, uh, last round as well. I okay. was just, I was dead set certain that he was the right guy. Uh, the dual position was appealing for mm. looping round one. Um, Everything pointed towards Ashton Agar being the guy for me, you know. He's got a good role. He's their best spinner. He guaranteed four overs, and he'll probably bat, you know, 80% of the games. So I feel like he's a safe pick, and yep. I'd be shocked if he scored less than 120. Uh, all right. And who who else have you locked in? So your your scorchers that you have is Ashton Agar, Jai Richardson, jo- Josh Inglis? Yeah. Yep. And Andrew Ty. And Andrew Ty. Um, yeah. All right. Well, for me, um, locking in, I'm going all scorches. I think I'm going to stay away from Faf. I want to go Jai Richardson. I'm going to grab Ashton Agar for that security of bat bowl. Um, and for me, the third player could either be a Hardy, a Lith, or um, a Hatsaglu. I think that that's how my funds are going to land with selling um, the players yeah. that I'm going to sell. So I think I'll go two so that means I'm going to have uh, Inglis, Richardson, Agar, Ty, and a speculative sort of Hunji K1. Yeah. Five? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the momentum going. Yeah. I, I, I had that, um, you know, I had I had that plan, you know, last round, what I'd have, go into this round. I don't need to boost. I'm going to boost um, for Heat players into next round. Um, Lock 
fading. I think we've discussed it. We're going to fade Faf, us personally, yeah. but we're not going to, I'm not going to begrudge anyone taking a punt on him just because of his wood renowned world-class sort of name. Yeah. I'm only fading Faf due to price. If he was 150, I'd lock him in probably. Um, yep. If, you know, it's just, I feel like 180 is too much to pay for a one dimensional player. I said that with Tread Bolt, and he only scored 100 and double for 180,000. That's a, that's not a big success. It's, not great, actually. Mm. Um, so, say Faf does the same thing. He has one good game, one bad game. He probably only scores 100 points. And yeah. yes, it's all right a double, but not for 180,000. Yeah, well, that's why I like Nathan Cools and Isles. Like, he's going to bowl four overs and he'll come and tonk at the end. And he did. Um, I'm going to fade um, Hardy if he is batting at six because you are looking in a, a strong bowling lineup. Um, you know, trying to ex- extract overs, and I don't know if they're going to be there. Maybe it's a couple of overs, but if he's if he's batting six, it's not the greatest all-rounder type role. It's not that Mitch Marsh role that we thought. But if at the toss he comes in um, at three and he's listed there for three, you reckon it's that's pull the go switch? Yeah, no, definitely. I will basically revolve my trades around Hardy if he's batting at three. Like dead set, if he gets into the Mitch Marsh role. There is a lot of hype out of Western Australia about Aaron Hardy and that he's due for his breakout season. He's been performing really well in Sheffield Shield, apparently, with bat and ball. So his big season in the big bash is right around the corner. He just needs to be given an opportunity at three and he'll fire away. Yeah, well, so it's one to keep an eye on. I'm going to skip Berendorth. Um, not, uh, you know, I want players in there who I think it could wow it. Um, and look, if he does, I'll have egg on my face and we'll introduce the next one with uh, some song with Jason in it, <laughs> you know, Jason Berendorf. Um, you know, so look, I'm going to fade those. Uh, look, I feel like if I went, if hats of glue was named in that round one team, I feel fairly confident that he'll probably be picked in round two, because if he's picked in WA, you know, he's going to yeah. be picked at the other grounds, which are more conducive to spin in game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I do like Hats of Glue. That they like running with two spinners anyway. Yeah, yeah they do. You know, yeah. Um, let's talk about VCs and Cs. Who is going to be your VC and C? Looking at it now. Uh, well, I remembered last year that, uh, not last year, the year before, that Jai Richardson batted a fair bit as well. Like he got, he's very good for some quick fire runs. They promoted him up the order. Um, a bit, but in fairness, they didn't have Ashton Agar that season, but they did promote him up the order. Um, and he's really good with the ball. He's a he's an absolute genius at Optus Stadium. I think he averages something like ninety points a game at Optus mm. Stadium. So, I vice captain Jai. I think it's a safe vice captaincy. I expect to be looping this round, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah, after the bloody um, Thunder got out for 15, it's hard to find a captain from them. But the captain's going to be Sam's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, The role into Sam's. Yep, exactly. All right, well, anything else from you? Um, Um, Well, I think I I definitely, if you've got um, a lot of Thunder players and a lot of Scorchers players already and you're not really keen on the heat, I think you should have a look at Shadab Khan. That role was just outstanding yesterday. He batted at four. He bowled four overs. And he had a shocking game by his standards. He still managed 38 points. So Is he going to bat four all the time? 
he uh, he probably goes down to five. He was not. He was too. He batted too high the other day. And Tim David needs more balls. So I think he bats five. He won't be batting at seven or eight. That's abundantly clear. Yeah. So at five, I really do like more overs is pretty good. Hundred twenty-five thousand for that as well. Mm. So bring him in, people. Bring him in. Yeah. I mean, that is a very juicy role. They're playing the Scorchers um, in Tasmania this week. So, you know, they're not a bad outfit, you know, to verse. So, you know, look, maybe if you don't do it this week, you know, you could do it. You just, you know, I always chase role and it it looks like a a good role. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just don't be surprised if he goes 70, 80, 90 this week with that role. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all. Mm. All right. Well, thanks very much, Nathan. Uh, hopefully people get can have a listen to this before the round starts and um, yeah. hopefully we've helped them out a little bit. I'm off to a little bit of a hotter start than you, but we'll talk next week and we'll see where we're at. What When does this round end next week? It, oh, it ends on, on the Tuesday. So I don't know if we'll do it into the next round potty. We'll have to just talk. Maybe we can get in there sometime, um, you know, maybe an evening pot or something where we can help people into the next round. Yeah, I should be good on the Wednesday morning if you're good. Yeah. Um, but I definitely won't be good for around four uh, <laughs> podcasts, that's for sure. That's all right. Christmas. I'll do a solo then. Um, but we'll 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 look into next round and hopefully get people before the next round round three starts. Nathan, yeah. good good chat and super coach with you as always. Thanks for having me. No, worries. thanks, mate. Tight. Oh, it's four. Oh, 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 o